0: Hey everyone, this is Joy, and I am coming back to you with another episode of Bible study on this podcast, Joy and Pain, Life and Lessons. The reason for this Bible study is actually to encourage people to actually get in their word. Amen. And, This is season four, episode nine. I just wanted to talk about King Saul. And we're going to go over to first Samuel chapter 10. We're going to read verse 18. He stood before the Israelites with an important message. Okay, so he is, we're we're talking about Samuel, prophet Samuel. This is what Samuel says. Listen to what the eternal one, the God of Israel has to say to you. I brought Israel up from Egypt and rescued you from Egyptian bondage. And then I delivered you from all the nations that sought to burden you. Today, though you have rejected the true God who has saved you from every disaster and distress, and you have asked for a king to rule over you, if that is what you want, then line up by tribe and clan in front of the Eternal One. So Samuel brought all of the tribes of Israel in front of him, and he chose the tribe of Benjamin by drawing lots. Then he sorted through the clans of the tribe of Benjamin by the same method. And the clan of the Matrites were chosen. Within that clan, he brought each man toward one by one and Saul, son of Kish was chosen. But when they looked for him, he was nowhere, nowhere to be found. Okay. And then it says, so they asked the eternal one if the man had yet arrived. A Amen. So listen, this is what God has to say. Look, he has hidden himself among the baggage. Then they hurried to find him and bring him in front of the people. And when he emerged, he stood head and shoulders above everyone else. Amen. So we're going to be talking about Saul hiding among the baggage. I know I can actually say that I'm actually one of the people that have also hid among the baggage. I have definitely been distracted as well. Distractions. Procrastinations. What are you hiding from? I'm asking you as a listener, what are you hiding from? Because we are all hiding behind something. Amen. And we can see what's happening with Saul. Clearly he doesn't think he's the man for the job as becoming the king of Israel. Right? But even when he was hiding, hiding doesn't work. <laughs> you can't hide from God. He see everything. Amen. He see if you if you try to hide from him in the dark, if you try to hide from him in the light, if you, whatever you're doing, God knows what you're doing, why you're doing it, how you're doing it. <laughs> Amen. He's everywhere at the same time. The devil don't got that type of power. Come on now. God is holy and he's clean and he's just. Amen. So he sees everything. He knows your intentions. So we we see exactly what God had told. He told us exactly what happened with Saul. He said, look, he is hidden himself among the baggage. And we also have hidden ourselves among something. What are we doing? Like we need to get back on track. Amen. Okay. So now this is what I'm going to read to you guys. We all have fears that can keep us from doing God's will. What has God called you to do? But your fear has stopped you from obeying. God loves to challenge us, to stretch us, and help us to grow in terms of our character and our capacity to serve him. He often calls us out of our comfort zones and to do things that are beyond what we would ever imagine we could do. Now we can be like Saul. And hide out of fear, or we can step out in faith to do what God wants us to do. And so I ask, what are you hiding from? Is it talking to a neighbor about Jesus? Standing up for your faith? Doing the right thing when no one else is? Beginning a new ministry role? Amen. Is it beginning, you know, a new prayer team, prayer warrior, like, or you know how all these different groups that they have out here, you know, is is it like, you know, hey, I want to help the homeless or I want to help, you know, young women that's out there on the street. I want to do this. I want to do that. Like we need to move in the direction that God is leading us. Hiding doesn't work. God knows about it and has ways of calling you out. What we all need to do is let go of our fears and step out in faith to do what God wants us to do. It might seem impossible, but God doesn't ask us to do things we can't do. We can do whatever he wants with his help and strength. Amen. So we need to ask God, what is your will for our life, Father? See, with the calling comes the anointing, just as in the case of Saul. And so we should act you know, upon exactly what God is telling us to do because he knows, he knows exactly if we are capable of doing the job. See, people don't understand that. Like God knows everything about us. So if he's called us to do something, he definitely will. For one, he will make sure he will let people know that he called you. So, It won't be some type of private thing that nobody knows that you're a child of God or nobody knows that, you know, you are called from God. Come on now. He will also make it known to the public. Amen. The same way he did with Saul. Because, you know, even though Saul wasn't trying to be known as, you know, the king and he, he really was keeping it from his family and keeping it from everybody. But when God has called you to do something, he will definitely make it a way where people will know, yeah, this person right here, they're called by God. And I believe that. Amen. And that's the same thing with you. Now, if you are a child of God, then we know that we can't just sit on our testimony, sit on all the blessings, on the talents. No, we need to go out there. We need to let people know that God is real in Jesus name. Amen. We need to let people know about our testimony because that can help somebody else because the harvest is plenty, but the laborers are few. We need God to help us. So that way we can encourage people not to give up. If you understand that God is nothing to play with, then you also will be out there either doing a podcast, writing a book about ministry, uh, passing out tracts, Visiting someone in the nurse at home. You will find something to do to minister to people. Amen. Because that's what it's about. People think that once you get, you know, believe in Jesus, that he died for your sins, then that's it. You're good. So now you can just go live back, you know, any kind of way. And hey, everything's great. And no, it's not. No, you need to not just only believe in God, but you also need to follow him amen it's not a once saved always saved no you still have to live like something you have to follow christ you have to repent of your sins and you have to say lord not my will be done but your will hallelujah and i am asking you live you know this is what i what i believe that god wants us to do and if you read the bible the bible does not have a private interpretation so It will also be something that you will find out that that's the same thing that God wants you to do because it's our most reasonable service. Amen? It's to live like something because every single thing that we do, God is going to run it back to us. Just like how we see a rewind on the TV, (laughs) a rewind on our cell phone, a rewind on our tablet, God is going to show us every single thing we did. Amen. So we need to be kingdom ready, kingdom minded. This is rehearsal. It's time to pull close to God. God will pull close to you. Amen. Because our burdens, everything we carrying on our back, everything we're, we're holding on to, trying to be the God of, if you repent and you give it to Jesus, the things that he'll give you is not going to be burdened. It's not going to be a burden. Amen. It's not going to be, you know, heavy compared to what you give to him. Because to give God the praise, to love him, to have faith, to repent, amen, to forgive people. Come on. That's really, you know, it's our reasonable service. We was created to please God. We was created to serve God, to love him, and also to love people and serve people amen and it's not being a people pleaser but to serve them to be a servant and to tell people listen it's hope out there it's the hope of glory because past this life on the other side of eternity you're going to have a trillion years and it's still not going to be done meaning that you're going to be living forever and ever now you will choose where you want to be you know that's why in the word of god it also tells us to judge ourselves with fear and trembling amen So we need to judge ourselves instead of telling people, Oh, don't judge us. Now let's judge yourself. Get the word of God out and look in it and say, Lord, whatever's in me, that's not of you. Have your way. Father, that I will give you the glory that I'll be a vessel of honor. Amen. That I will not contradict myself and be a hypocrite and then wake up on the other side of eternity. And now, you see what I mean? So that's why it's important that we, in all our getting, get understanding. Amen. And not jump on each bandwagon and each boat that says, oh, this is God, that's God. No, you need to know God for yourself. You have to know Him for yourself. God is a spirit. You have to worship Him. Those who worship Him will worship Him in spirit and in truth. Amen, so if anybody's telling you, okay, believe in this symbol, believe in that symbol, listen, believe in God, amen, even the devil believe in god they they he he knows God is real, you know we're not fooling nobody but ourselves, really, I'm telling you, I'm telling you the truth, we are not doing you know our self-justice and also too, a lot of times when people don't believe then they also sway other people not to believe don't do that if just because you don't believe in God those other people that may be a little bit weaker in faith or whatnot don't discourage them not to believe in God because God is so good and like I said he can make all things new you know we just have to understand that we, as Gentiles, we're so obsessed with idolatry, okay? So, we we basically run after idols and, you know, we have our minds set on, number one, Making ourselves a God, we also make our pastor a God, make our children a God. Like, we don't repent of our sins. And I'm not saying everyone, because some people truly do. They truly turn to Christ, they truly pick up their cross and follow Him. They truly believe it's not a once saved, always saved, meaning that just because Jesus died for your sins, if you don't accept that sacrifice, there's no longer a sacrifice for you, meaning that if you trample over what God has done for you, and you say, you know what, I, I I'm already a believer, but then you live like a hellraiser and you out there doing things way worse than the world. You know you is. Come on now. You just try to deceive yourself. Then come on, how are you really giving God the glory? Repent. Come to Christ. God can heal you. It don't matter if you backslid. God can heal your backsliding. Amen. But we all must come to God and ask because one day our knees will buckle. Come on now. We will fall. Your your knees will bow and your tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord glory to the father so you might as well do it now give god the glory and you gonna see change in your life in jesus name i believe god is so good i believe that he's an addiction uh uh, addiction uh breaker okay because he broke addictions on me i'm telling you i had addictions on me and i still got other stuff that i need healing from and god knows how to You know, I want to have an addiction of God. Come on now. (laughs) I want to be obsessed with the Lord. Like I want to be obsessed with doing God's will in Jesus name. You know, people used to say, Jesus freak. Let me be a Jesus freak. Let me be addicted to God. Come on, because I know God has broken addiction on my life, and I know God can break addiction on your life in Jesus' name. What are are you battling with? What is it that's holding over you? God can turn it all around in the name of Jesus, and I'm not just saying that, because he broke addiction from that. I Listen, I prayed that God would take the addiction away years ago, and he did, and that was before I was even a true believer, he broke the addiction, and then I kept going back to it, come on now, I kept wanting to go back to it, go back to it, go back to it, and then he broke the addiction again, oh we, amen, And I just thank God for deliverance in Jesus' name because I had went back to it again. Then he broke the addiction. And let me tell you something. That addiction is very strong. And God can turn it around. I'm a living witness. He's turned it around. But then once you are turned around from it, and he has healed your backsliding, amen, do you go back to it? No, you stay out of it. You don't continue to keep going back and then asking for help. For what? That's like I was saying to someone, if you step on my foot and then you say, I'm sorry, I'm going to say, oh, okay, no problem. And you continue to step on my foot and you keep saying, sorry. It's not making it better just because you say, sorry. And it's the same thing. God is holy. So when we repent of our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of all our unrighteousness. Now, we don't continue to just go back and dabble in sin and say, okay, he forgave me. Let's go back and do it again. No. Repenting means change your mind, change your ways. Amen. Change your direction. No longer am I going to practice this because this is against God's word. God's word is a spirit. Amen. It's the Holy Spirit. We know Jesus came in the volume of the book, the Holy Bible, the Torah, Jesus, when he came in the volume of the book, amen. And the word is God. The word was God and it was manifested in the flesh. It walked among us, that's Jesus Christ, Yeshua, or Yahushua. Amen. Yeshua HaMashiach. He literally showed us the way. So we have no excuse. We have no excuse at all because we have God's Spirit to help us. Like, if we say, okay, well, We know Jesus is the only one that was perfect. Yeah, amen. And Jesus is a part of the Godhead body. You have Jesus Christ and Nazareth as the son of the living God. You have God, amen, as the father. And then you have the Holy Spirit. They're all one. Jesus is a part of the Godhead body. Meaning that just like with us, God has given us his spirit. If you ask God for his spirit I believe God will give you the Holy Spirit. Ask the Lord for his Holy Spirit. And it will teach you how to live holy. Holiness means cut, separated. Amen. You're you're separated to do God's will. You're all about God's will because you understand these distractions is only good for a season. You only going to be happy for a little while with sin. Sin is going to make you so miserable. I'm telling you to continue to practice the same things over and over. It's going to make you miserable because I've been there. I've done that. I know what it's all about. <laughs> you can't tell me nothing about sin because I've lived in my life, my whole life. And, and I've been into sin and it's not fun. It's not fun. It just looks like it, but it's not good. The lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh and the pride of life. I'm telling you, it'll destroy you. It will literally destroy you. But Jesus is the remedy. He is that medicine. Amen. He is pure, perfect sacrifice to clean you. Amen. More than bleach. You see how bleach can clean a dirty cloth? God has a remedy that's better than bleach, better than the best cleanser. Amen. And that's true. Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the perfect sacrifice. And the only thing you have to do is believe and say, Lord, have your way in my life. Change me, change my mind, Lord. Clean my mind. Clean my spirit. Renew my mind. Amen. Give me a clean heart and a right spirit. Lord, help me to do your will. I know you are going to be soon to come back. I know you're coming back, Father. Prepare me as as on your on your team, Lord. Prepare me, Lord God, as a soldier. Amen. Prepare me, Lord, as your child, oh, Father. Prepare me to live holy. Help me, Lord, to do the things that I know I can't do on my own. That's really what we need. We need God to help us to live like something. Lord, we see how it is to be ruled by our our flesh, our carnality, our lust. Come on, Lord, let us be ruled by you. Father, let us do something different. Help us, Lord. Stir us up. Oh, Lord, your word is the living water that we will never thirst again. See, once you had a real taste of Christ, of Yeshua, Hamashek, amen, come on now, or, or Yahusha, depends on how you say it, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the true Messiah. Once you had a taste of the Messiah, you will never be able to, you know, like compare, like there's no, there's no other taste out there that can override God. Come on. I'm telling you, once you get just the, 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 the feeling of forgiveness, amen. Cause I'm telling y'all, I hid behind a many of things. Okay. I hid behind a many of distractions. Like I said, so once I got a taste of Jesus, sin had nothing on what God can do because it's like that feeling, that taste, that love, that, that, oh, just the greatness. Come on, that God will give you if only you believe in him, if only you repent of your sins, sin hasn't it's no comparison basically, you know what I mean? Because once you had Jesus, I'm telling you, it's different, it's totally different, and you feel renewed, you feel like wow, my spiritual being is is actually awake, and you you understand that it is a spiritual world, but you understand that you want to be on the right side. Because, see, a lot of people, they might not become you know, believers in God, what they'll do is they'll go over to worship false idols and they awaken their spirit like that. And of course that's nothing but demonic. Okay. We understand that every single false idol, they are going to bow down to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. So we need to repent of our sins, repent of us being an idolatry, asking God to help us to let go of all the idols, all of our idols in Jesus' name. May God have his way that we will give him the glory and drop these idols. Because Gentiles, we we are pagans. Okay. So even the people who you know say they believe in Jesus. Yeah, that's a blessing, amen, to believe, to have faith, that's a blessing, and then you will go into our homes, and we definitely do, a lot of us, have idols and different things that we're doing and I'm just keeping it real I'm just trying to tell the truth about this because they not gonna teach you that people not gonna tell you hey don't have this in your house you know they're not gonna tell you okay you know you're not supposed to be praying to this picture like for me I don't do any of that I'm just telling you the truth. A lot of people do, and they don't know that's idol worshiping. You got to let go of the idols. God is a spirit. Those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Amen. It's okay to have things like for me, I like to color and paint. It's okay to paint stuff, but just make sure that you're not making that into your idol. Amen. Because God is watching. He knows what we're doing. He truly knows. Amen, And he's going to deal with us. So I'm just saying, let us, you know, get together and pray and say, Lord, have your way. You know, those who humble themselves, God will exalt. And those who exalt themselves, God will humble. So we're going to continue with the word of God. And that's what I was talking about with king saw how he was hiding among the baggage and how a lot of us is amen and so i'm gonna go back to verse 23 it says then they hurried to find him and bring him in front of the people and when he and when he emerged he stood head and shoulders above everyone else this is what samuel said to the people do you see the man whom the eternal one has chosen for you as king no one else among the people of Israel can't compare to him. And then the people start cheering and chanting, Long live the king. Okay, so you see the children of Israel, they finally got that king that they wanted. They didn't want God as king, which you got to think about it. If you have God as king, then you got everything. Amen. They didn't want God as king. They wanted a man. Okay, so let's look at Verse 25. This is in chapter 10, 1 Samuel, verse 25. Samuel informed the people about the rights and responsibilities of the king. And he wrote all these details in a book that he placed in the presence of the Eternal One. Then he sent all the people to their homes. Saul, too, went home to Gibeah, accompanied by a group of warriors who had been moved by the true God to accompany him. Amen. Look at that. God is amazing, okay? It says that a group of warriors, they went with Saul. After, you know, God showed the children of Israel that Saul actually was going to be the king of Israel, then God allowed a group of warriors who had been moved by the true God to accompany him. See, that's a, I I just love that. I love that because you know why? Because think about it in our circles, right? If we was to ask God to help us and bring people that actually desire to do his will, amen, and that are prayer warriors and that live like something instead of just, you know, wanting to be around people that's going to do nothing but turn you out because if you're not living for god you're going to be turned back out to the world i'm telling you it's either god or it's the world come on now it's either good or evil so you're going to be turned out if you're not telling people about christ and you're not living like something and you're not you know bringing people to the kingdom of god you're going to be turned back out to the world and you're going to go right back to the world you're going to go right back to backsliding this is not me being mean this is just from experience that's like somebody saying okay i could go into the strip club and bring these strippers over to god okay i'm not saying that you know with god all things are possible. Only thing I'm really keeping it real about is, is that make sure that that's what God called you to do because it's different demons, demonic holds, And if you're not prayed up and you're not living like anything and you're putting yourself back out there in that environment, you might even go back out to dance again because you see what I mean? Because it's a struggle. It's a spiritual war. Between living holy and living as a sinner, so you have to be ready to move amen you have to be ready to do God's will any means necessary by any means necessary and and as I see that once Saul was going home, it was man a group of warriors, okay, man of God, they were moved by the true God to accompany him. And I love that they actually stood up and said, you know what? I'm going to go on and go with the new king, you know? And I love that about, about how God does with people. And I actually appreciate the fact that even if now it's different, like if you are telling people about God and you're not like, going back with the world ascending sinning with them is different. Like if you were like, just li- you're living. Holy, you're being separated, but you're also loving people. It's, you know, it's different if you're like, you know, actually doing the right thing and you, it's nothing wrong with being around people that are you know, practicing sin, if you're telling them, okay, you know what? God loves you. You don't have to do that. And I'm not judging you. God's word actually is real. It's precious. And you telling them about how Jesus died for their sins, then of course, that's a blessing to God be the glory. I'm talking about that if you, the word of God says, come out from among them, be separated. If you think that you could go back into situations that God has taken you out of. And you think that you're not, you know, oh, I'm going to be good. I can, you know, do what I want to. I already know the truth. You're going to end up being turned back out if you do not stand and do God's will. I'm just keeping it real. I mean, it's no other way to say it. So, I mean, I don't know who I'm talking to, but I'm telling you from my experience You want people of God, of like-minded and man value, those who truly believe in Christ to be surrounded around you. If you do want people around you, ask God to help you to have like-minded people that follow after him. And then if he does bring people around you that need the gospel, that need to know about Jesus, that may not be living this way or that way, then minister to them. But don't go and share sin. Don't go, you know, and be like, okay, girl, let's go hang out. Let's go do this. Let's go do that. And then you go back into the world while they they need help to get out of it. You're going back and pulling them further in the world when you're supposed to be a, a child of God. Amen. So, I mean, I had to say that because that was on my heart to God be the glory. Now, here... It says in verse 27, still some worthless skeptics and unbelievers ask, how can this no name from Benjamin protect us? And they refused to honor him with an appropriate gift. But Saul kept silent. So it shows us that Saul seen those unbelievers, those skeptics, because it says, but Saul kept silent. They refused to honor him. Like people will refuse to honor you. You know, if God lifts you up and brings you to another level, you'll always have people like that. Some people are going to be happy with you. Some people not going to be happy. Some people are going to be like, Hugh. but they might smile and act like they're in your corner, but then behind those smiles, they like, oh, I could do that job better than that person. I can do better than them. I don't see how they got this type of job. You see what I mean? And those are the people that God was truly... Show and and bless you in front of, you know what I mean? Because they they lack faith. They don't believe that God could do anything, you know, with you. Because look at this. It says, still some worthless skeptics. And unbelievers ask, "How can this no name from Benjamin protect us?" And they refuse to honor him. Come on now. So those, like I said, you're always going to have people like that. But see, with Saul, he he had already not thought so high of himself, right? He didn't. If you read the Word of God in First Samuel, Saul really wasn't thinking that he could be a king. He thought low of himself. And you can see some people also had that same energy about him. But like I said, that's what people would do to you every time. Amen. But if God before you, he's more than those that are against you. And he'll definitely shine on you and show those naysayers, you know, hey, listen, this man is king, so respect him. But some people may not respect you, but you know what? As long as you keep God's will, he'll keep you. Amen. And so it says at the time, Nahash, the king of the Ammonites, it says it, he tyrannized the man of the tribes of Dan and reuben putting out one of each man's eye and denying the possibility of their deliverance not one of the israelites across the jordan still had both his eyes but seven thousand men had escaped from his conflict and reached jabash gillard okay so we see king nahash the king of the ammonites he wanted to basically make the children of israel scared of him he was a bully He was a big bully and he was basically trying to scare the children of Israel and yeah, make them, you know, just be like, listen, I, I'm the king of the Ammonites and I'm going to do whatever I want to with y'all. That's the type of attitude he had. So after a month had passed, this is chapter 11. This is first Samuel chapter 11. This is reading from the voice translation. So after a month had passed, Nahash, the Ammonite, besieged Jabash Gillard. The man of Jabash tried to make a treaty with Nahash, telling him they would serve him. Now you see, this is what they were trying to do, because they were scared of him. So they was like, uh, you know what? Okay, we're going to try to make a treaty with him, so that way he could stop bullying us, basically. <laughs> so king nahash said i will make this treaty with you on one condition i will put out the right eye of every one of you to so and so humiliate israel so this is where he's going wrong at because he's trying to humiliate israel are you kidding me and you can already see in chapter 10 what he had did to some of the Israelites in some of the tribes of Israel he had put out one of their eyes okay so he was definitely disrespectful this is what the elders say give us seven days to send messengers throughout Israel if no one comes to deliver us we will surrender to you verse 4 when the messengers reached Gebaya where Saul was ruling they told the people about Nahash and his cruelty and it made them weep out loud Come on now. So it made them cry out loud about how Nahash, King Nahash, was being so cruel to them. Now Saul was just coming in from plowing in the fields when he heard the commotion. All right now, King Saul. Okay, let's see what's happening. Saul, this is what Saul said. What has happened? Why is everyone so sad? So they told the king about the predicament and requests from the people of Jabash. When he heard their story, the spirit of the true God moved upon Saul, and he was furious. He took a team of oxen, just like the one he had just been plowing the fields with, cut them into pieces, and sent the pieces throughout the land of Israel with his first world decree. May those who refuse to answer this call from Saul and Samuel have their oxen torn apart like this, because they were afraid... Of making the eternal one angry. People from every tribe. Came forward to fight as one. Amen. I love that. You see what I mean? And you see what it says. Because they were afraid. The children of Israel. They were afraid of making the eternal one angry. People from every tribe. Came forward. Amen. You you either with God or you against them. Amen. So, they they understood the assignment, period. And they came on forward. So, it says, verse 8, Saul gathered them at Bezik, and the Israelites numbered 300,000, fighting men with Judah, providing 30,000. Okay? The messengers who had came from Jabesh were sent back to tell the people in Jabesh-Gillard to look for deliverance because... Before the heat of the next day, amen. So they was like, listen, I know what y'all are going through, but y'all need to look for deliverance before the heat of the next day. So it says that basically the people of Jabash Gillard, they were thrilled by the news. So the citizens of Jabash, they sent the message to, to King Nahash tomorrow we will surrender to you and you may do whatever you wish to us so they basically said okay listen you can you can take out our right eye we'll surrender to you tomorrow but see they already had got the news about what was gonna happen and see when god is for you he's more than those that are against you can i get an amen okay So the next morning, Saul divided the people into three regiments. They entered the Ammonite camp that night under the cloak of darkness. During the morning, watch and and slaughtered the soldiers until the next afternoon. Wow, that's deep. They entered the Ammonite camp, see, that night under the cloak of darkness during the morning watch and slaughtered the soldiers until the next afternoon. The survivors were so few and so scattered, you could not find two Ammonites together. The people to Samuel. Who are those people who jeered? Is Saul going to be our king? Where are they now? Hand them over so we can kill them. Look at the people of Israel. (laughs) Okay, the children of Israel, they is fired up right now because they see that Saul stepped up. He stepped up. See, he might have hid behind the baggage. Okay, he, he come on, can I get an amen? But then you see in the next chapter, he stood up and he led the children of Israel into victory because of God. God's power was behind them amen and you see what the people were saying to samuel who are those people who jeered is saul gonna be our king where are they now hand them over so we can kill them so you see those people that was jerry the one who said talking about saul in chapter 10 remember how they was like uh, they didn't give him no gift and they they didn't want him they didn't believe he was gonna be king like they was like uh-uh those people you now see that the children of Israel, they're asking for those people. They're like, where are they so we can kill them? So let's see what Saul says. Saul says, no, not one man will be executed today because the eternal one has given a great victory to Israel. Now, I love the way that Saul didn't want to just, you know, get rid of those people that, that was naysayers. Okay, because remember, if you go to chapter 10, when those people, the, the people who did not respect that God had chosen him. Remember, it says Saul kept silent. So Saul heard them, but he kept his mouth shut. You see what I mean? Like I said, everybody's not going to believe in your destiny. Amen. Everybody's not going to believe in what God called you to do. You know the 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 funny thing is, is that even when Jesus came and and He came into fle- came into the flesh, manifested into the flesh, Amen. Lived a holy life, healed people of so many different diseases and dysfunctions. Come on, can I get an Amen? Hallelujah! He opened up the sight. Amen. Open up the ears, open up the mouth. Hallelujah. He led us to a holy life, a holy way to give God the glory. Hallelujah. So we can stop just following God with our lips, but actually follow him with our hearts. Amen. Follow him with our whole being. He showed us that way. Can I get an amen? And with all of that, some people still didn't believe in Christ. Some people still do not receive Jesus as the Messiah. That's exactly why they actually crucify him. So it's the same way. Everybody's not going to believe a hundred percent in what you're doing. Don't give up. Because anything that you do for God, it will last because God is everlasting amen so get into god's word get into his harvest amen the laborers are few and the harvest is plenty ask yourself okay not really why the laborers are few because we know the laborers are few because a lot of people say they love god but their heart is far from them so we don't have to ask god why the laborers are few let's ask god could you help me to be a part Of the harvest. Could you help me. To live a righteous life. Could you help me Lord. To do your will and make you smile. Can I give you joy. Amen. Because the joy of the Lord is our strength. Can we ask God to help us. And to lead us. And to get us out of every single thing. That will keep us in bondage. Amen. And I love the fact. That at the end of the day. In verse 13 of chapter 11 first samuel saul said nope now one man will be executed today because the eternal one has given a great victory to israel so samuel let's let's keep on going guys look samuel to the people this is prophet samuel saying come with me to gigal there will there We will renew the kingdom and crown Saul as our king. Hallelujah. Now you see what happened? You understand that this was God's way of showing the people. Okay, listen, y'all wanted a king. I gave y'all a king. He led y'all into battle. He did my will. Y'all had success. Same thing with us. Listen, if we want God to be our king just do god's will he'll lead us he'll help us he'll prosper us amen but we have to want to you know please him not please people if you pleasing people you will never please god but god can make your enemies at peace if you please them come on now amen Let's get it. (laughs) Okay, let's let's finish this up. Verse 15. So representatives from all tribes went to Gagal. There Saul was installed as king of Israel before the eternal one. Then they joyfully offered peace offerings to the eternal. And Saul and all the Israelites celebrated. I love this. Amen and amen. So, I thank you for listening to this wonderful Bible study and I pray that you got something out of it in Jesus name. And remember we was reading from 1 Samuel chapter 10 and also 1 Samuel chapter 11. Okay, you would just have to follow the verses inside of the actual recording on the podcast. Amen. So I just thank God for your life and we just got to remember That in all our getting, we have to get understanding and we have to understand that God definitely loves us. He just wants us to love him back because he created us for him. As I said before, we were created by God to actually be vessels of honor amen and even if you a vessel of dishonor you still gonna be used you just gonna be a vessel of dishonor so i would rather be a vessel of honor to give god the glory amen i don't you know a lot of people they say well you know what it's my life to live he gave us free will okay yeah you can live the way you want to live but this is the thing you won't be able to see the great potential god has so much better for us And that's why it's good to live for him because like God is a peaceful, he's good. You know? Yeah. Okay. It's true. God will definitely deal with us if we don't live right. That's true. Amen. It's, and it's, it's something that we have to keep it real because some people only want to see the good of God. They don't want to talk about the hell is real they don't want to talk about that sin is real they don't want to talk about that god will judge us all they do not want to talk about that if we don't live right we're gonna go to hell so we also have to keep it 100 percent and say lord in me is no good thing i pray father that you would have your way over my life and let your holy spirit be in my life amen because we gotta understand that You have to surrender to God. You literally have to. There's no ways around getting around God in Jesus' name. Some people feel like, well, you know what? I'm going to come to God myself. I I don't want to go through Jesus. And you know what? You set yourself up to fail. You have to go through Jesus Christ. You must go through Yeshua HaMashiach. You must go through Jesus. If you do not repent of your sins and ask Christ Jesus to be your Messiah, then you fail. You really do. Because think about it. He is the bridge. Come on now. He is the bridge to God. He is the high priest. It's no more, you know, confessing your sins to the priest at the, at the, uh, in the side of the church thing. And then thinking that, okay, he, you know, no, no, no. The word of God does tell us to confess our sins one to another. Amen. But what I mean is is that you cannot just like deem your pastors the high priest and now you don't have to repent to, you know, Jesus. No, 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 no. You have to go through Christ. Amen. Those a lot of this stuff that we are doing is old ways, you know, and it's traditions of man. Because that's stuff that they did in the Old Testament. But when the New Testament came, we understand that Jesus Christ in Nazareth is the perfect sacrifice. And he literally died for every single thing. So we need to come to God and ask God to forgive us. And ask him to help us to forgive others. And that's why the Lord's Prayer is the best. The our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thine kingdom come. Thine will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from all evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. In, in Jesus Christ, in Nazareth's name, amen. That's why that's the perfect prayer because we definitely need to be forgiven. Amen. We need to forgive people. A lot of times we want to be forgiven, but we don't want to forgive others. Amen. A lot of times we want to be treated fairly, but we don't even treat others fairly. Do unto people what you want done to them. But the same way that you want done to yourself, then treat people that same way. If you treat people the way that you want to be treated, you know how better this world would be? A lot of times, you know, we treat people like dogs and then we want to be treated like a queen or like a king. But let me tell you this. You're going to reap what you sow. The way you do, people, is the way you're going to be done. So we need God to help us so we can have the right spirit and a clean heart. And the Holy Spirit is perfect. Can I get an amen? I believe you said amen. (laughs) Because I was saying. And God can teach us how to be on the same page as him. Amen. And do his will and guess what? It is our reasonable service. Meaning it's not even gonna take much. He gonna make it, he's gonna make it a way where even if you go through the storm, even when you're doing bad, he's gonna sustain you. Even when you're doing good, he's gonna sustain you. So whether you're doing bad or you're doing good, God gonna keep you if you wanna be kept, if you wanna submit to God and believe in him. He can take care of you through every single horrible thing that's happening in the world. Amen. He'll keep you in Jesus' name. I thank God that you listen to this podcast <laughs> episode. And I pray that whoever listens to it will listen to the full episode in Jesus' name. And I want you to just focus today on just saying lord let your will be done over my life not letting stress have any rain you know let the stress fall let any worries fall what god what can god not do god can do anything he can turn it around he can turn it around for you let me tell you something i don't care how far you know just say your mind has taken you you know, or how bad people have made you feel, God can cleanse you and like make you new again. If any man is in Christ, he's a new creature. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. See, when you were a child of God, because if a wicked person can give good gifts, believe me, the God of Israel, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, amen, the I am that I am, Okay, the Alpha and the Omega, the author and the finisher of our faith, the father of light, amen, the great, the morning star, amen, the wonderful counselor, hallelujah, the good shepherd, Yahweh, hallelujah, God can do anything for you. He can change it. He knows what you need before you even say it, you I'm going to put it to you this way. As long as you believe in God, he going to keep you. He going to pull near to you. Like when you believe in him, like what I mean by that, pull near to God. Say, Lord, have your way. Let your words stay in me. Oh, Lord, let your living water just go through me and come around me and just wrap me up in Jesus name. Like, I'm telling you, because that living water... Like I said, it's true living water and it's like a well that's inside of you. And what I mean by that is, is that the more word that you get in you, the more that you're able to experience that, that uh spiritual side of being able to be a true worshiper of God. You know what I mean? Because God's word is spirit. Like people don't understand that when people say that the word is, Like, I don't know if you ever heard people say, oh, the word contradicts itself. It does not. The word has never contradicted itself. Anytime, if that that type of idea comes to my mind, I know that's not of God. I know that's the devil. I know that's not of God. I know that's my flesh. I know that's not of God. I know that that's basically a doubting spirit. Amen. So God's word will never contradict itself. I don't care if you can't understand it, but that's just like, if I speak to you right now in Chinese or Spanish, if you don't know a lick of Chinese or a lick of Spanish, you not going to understand me. That's the same thing about God's word. I don't care if you read it a million times. If you don't have the Holy spirit, then you are not going to understand God's word. Come on, you need to like have God's spirit in you in Jesus name to be able to receive God's word and understand the revelation that's in it because it's not a private interpretation of the Bible. If a person has a private interpretation, another person has a private interpretation. What I mean by that is, is that God's word is spiritual amen so when he reveals it to you his word is genuine it's holy so in his word it tells us what he has did for us so that way we can be saved that way we can believe whether you a jew or you a gentile you can submit to god amen you can ask god to heal you from all unrighteousness so receive him and be saved receive him and say Lord have your way over my life I'm a to believe in you father I don't care what the enemy is trying to do I don't care what people are trying to do I want to chase after you I want to love you I want to obey you I want to believe in you in Jesus name and I am telling you God will open his arms to you if you pull near to him the word of God tells us is that if we lift up Jesus name amen if his name be lifted up he will draw all men unto him. Amen. God is capable of the unthinkable. Hallelujah. He can do anything, literally, more than you can imagine. More than you can ever even fathom in your mind. It it hasn't even came to our mind the blessings and the great things. Come on, that we will receive in Christ Jesus if only we truly believe in God and hold on to the Holy Word. And I am just encouraging you, do not give up. Do not give up. And if you do not know God, I'm praying for you right now to please believe. Ask God to help you. Get into a Bible teaching church. Amen. Get, it, get Get inside the Bible and read the word of God and ask God to lead you. And just say, Lord, give me your spirit. I believe that Jesus died for my sins. I believe he rose on the third day over all power, over all evil, over all wickedness, over all sin. God is so good. Jesus rose even over death. He said, death, where's your stake? Come on now. (laughs) That's why we don't have to fear death. We don't have to fear anything because when you are of God, the word of God tells us the spirit of fear is not of God, but of power love in a sound mind can i get an amen we have a one minute countdown coming up (laughs) it's almost 60 minutes and i'm still talking because i want to give god the glory i want him to smile i want his face to shine upon me in jesus name i want to live holy i want to do god's will and i want to encourage you to also and if you have backslidden do not give up on God God can heal your backsliding God can heal your mind he can heal you right now you don't have to go over to the church house to be healed by God don't forsake the gathering of the congregation amen make sure that you always even if you stay at home make sure you continue to look at some type of scripture and some type of word of God and you know rejoice in Jesus name amen do not give up do not give up don't throw in that towel ask god lord if i throw the towel in may you throw it back in jesus name okay and what i mean by that is is that if you desire to give up ask god to help you to not give up help you for your will not for your will not to be done but for god's will to be done That's what all of us need to be talking to God about. Lord, not our will, but your will be done in Jesus' name. Until next time, guys, peace.